Hi everyone, Helen Beebe here from Include a Charity. Welcome to our series of Pod Bites, where we share a nugget of wisdom about gifts in wills. I chatted to Evelyn Mason recently, the doyenne of gifts in wills fundraising, and here is one question and answer from the interview. Do you think our sector can elevate the respect and social position of the elderly in our community? And if we can do this, would it help reduce the taboo on the topic of death and dying? I gave that some thought because I think it's an absolutely fantastic question. Mm-hmm. If you think of the Australian society, I mean, we're like the American society, we're directed to the youth, we're directed to the young. Mm-hmm. You look more at the Asian uh, cultures, Chinese and um, even, you know, sort of Thai cultures, They're, they have far more respect for their elderly, far more respect. Uh, and often the matriarch of the family is uh, somebody who is quite elderly. They have an enormous amount of power, of course, until they're not capable anymore. We don't really do that. We sort of um, find that when people get to a certain age, we think, oh, God, haven't they retired yet? They should be out of here. Uh, And the young want to take over. Now, that's just our culture. But I think one of the things uh, that struck me recently was the book that I gave to one of my grandsons, The Happiest Man on Earth by Eddie Jacku. Mm -hmm. And this grandson, Jake, was 18, absolutely thrilled with the book. It was a Christmas present. He was thrilled with it. He got the whole family to read it. And then, of course, last year, Eddie Jacku died. The book was a a roaring success everywhere. The Holocaust survivor, yeah? Yes, the Holocaust survivor. Now, a sad story. When I started reading that book, I think I read it till three in the morning because there was no way I could put it down. I just had to keep reading it until I finished it. It was sort of like he held your breath almost the whole time. Now, Eddie Jacku ended up with a state memorial service. So, you know, he he came to Australia. He worked uh, and volunteered for the uh, Sydney Jewish Museum. But what it was, it was telling a story of an ordinary person who went through something exceptional. And I think that is the role of the uh, Gift in Wills officers is to find out the stories of ordinary people. And in almost everyone's life, there's something exceptional. There's something that's been, that's worth really, uh, real value. People who have volunteered for years and years, people who have looked after uh, a a child with a disability or have looked after their parents until their parents died and then basically they were too old to really have a life of their own, but they'd given their life in service to, to their family members. There are so many powerful stories, stories that can really break your heart. And that can stir people into some sort of action, into some sort of thought. And I think that's what we're lacking. I mean, how many young people think to ask their parents and their grandparents, where did you come from? What did you do? How did you live your life? We don't do it. And I can see that now. I've started doing family tree work with the Ancestry.com and the amount of research that I'm having to do. And I had a nana who came out from England. I can't even, I'm not even convinced I found her, Um, but I think she came out in 1907 on a ship, but the records don't look too hopeful. There's just a person with her name, 
doesn't say how old she was, doesn't say where she came from. It just said Liverpool, where the ship left. And you sort of think, well, is there only one person with that name or were there more? Was she on a different ship? Did she come a different way? I mean, there are so many things. And you sort of think, what did she do when she came out? She came out to Australia with a cousin. I mean, that was a horrendous thing to do. And never brave. thought yeah. to ask, you know, just brave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two mm-hmm. women back in those times, in, you know, 1907 to have come out and to start a life out here without any other relatives. So there are stories for mm-hmm. everybody, and I think we have to learn to start asking them. And what you have just said previously to this, mm-hmm. to record them. And so even if you don't get to use all of them in some sort of promotion because some people might say, no, I don't want that recorded, you've written them for the person at least so that they've got some sort of story. And, boy, that's powerful. Yes, I sort of almost feel it's a bit like you're sort of penning their memoirs a little for them <laughs> because you're looking right through, yes. And they, they really want to it. And many people, I've been, I've been there for a long time. You, you know, it's a long meeting, uh, you know, because they're so, become so enthused by their own, yeah, chance to record it. A lot of people think, oh, nothing much happened in my life, but they don't realise that they went through uh, some incredible times. They went through, well, the, the, the much older went through the war. They, some of them went through the Depression. The, you know, quite elderly went through and had to live through the Depression. They had to live through the Second World War. So they've gone through times that we, um, don't, we, we I mean, we think we've done it hard with two and a half years of COVID. 